What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. My name is Kyle. In this video, it's June 20th. Uh, it's about 7 o'clock Central Time here. We're going to go over all of the major minicamp news that you guys need to know that's happened over the last couple of weeks. Uh, we're going to hop into a screen share here, and I'm basically I'm just going to show you guys the article that I whipped together. Uh, it's available on thefantasyfellowship.com. You guys can check it out. It's free. Uh, basically, I'm just going to click on the 2023 playbook. It's got all my projections, rankings, articles. Everything is for free. Uh, in the 2023 playbook, uh, you can kind of just scroll down here. And this is what we're going to be going over, the mini camp notes today. And basically, I went through uh, The Athletic and a bunch of other sources, and I just kind of put a bunch of important news for each team here. Before we get to that, though, I want to shout out, uh, thank you to, uh, I don't know if you can see it on the screen, but Colton Slavy, uh, I don't know if it, if it fits on there, but Colton Slavy joined uh, drafters.com. He was able to get his $20 uh, match bonus. If you guys are new to drafters, go to drafters.com, click on the link. There's a link in the description as well. Use the code. You're going to get a $20 cash bonus once you deposit money and then play a game. I'll get a $20 kickback. So it's good for both of us. So shout out to you, Colton. Also, Beamer, Beamer and Bud uh, signed up on my link the other day. So thank you guys for doing that. But let's get right into the video here. Minicamp notes, everything you need to know. Uh, from the past couple of weeks, we're going to start with the Arizona Cardinals. The link is in alphabetical order. Uh, basically, this one's Kyler Murray saying that he could miss as much as half of the upcoming season while he recovers from surgery on the knee. We might even see Colt McCoy be the starting quarterback. I'm not sure. Uh, but also, Clayton Toon might also get some opportunities to start. So we'll see what happens with the Cardinals quarterback. But I'm not super excited about the Cardinals. I think Kyler Murray got to probably assume he's going to be on the pup list to start the year. So that's six games right away. Maybe he misses more than six games. We'll see uh, everything else after that though. You have Michael Wilson, the rookie wide receiver. He looks confident in his role as he continues to see more responsibilities thrown his way. Uh, Hollywood Brown figures to command most of the attention from the quarterback. Uh, but the grouping of Wilson, Ronda Moore, Greg Dortch and Zach Pascal should be, should see an uptick in targets with Hopkins off the roster. And then here we go. Uh, while the coaching staff continues to tweak the offense and where Wilson lines up, he's been learning everything he can about playing the X at the highest level, proving he can nail down the ins and out of one of the most important positions to gain its explosive play philosophy would go a long way in securing a meaningful role year one. Uh, I mean, just look at all the names here. I mean, you got Rondale, you got Greg Dorch, you got Zach Pascal, you got Hollywood Brown. None of these are your, your big prototypical X receiver, whereas Michael Wilson, the rookie, he totally is. Uh, he, he's a good outside boundary receiver. He could be the guy that uh, that gets a lot of look as the season goes on. And again, the quarterback situation is going to be murky for most of the year, but I do like Michael Wilson uh, in the late round of best ball drafts. Uh, and then I do want to say, too, I did kind of write a little note here. Most of the mandatory minicamps and OTAs and things like that, it's it's – you got to take it with a grain of salt. Most of this stuff is 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 more important for the quarterbacks, the receivers, the tight ends. Uh, these guys are the ones that it's the offensive install. So we kind of care about who's lining up where, who's getting opportunities. The running backs, we're not going to really know much about these guys uh, until the pads come on. So the Cardinals, keep an eye on Michael Wilson there. For the Falcons, Kyle Pitts has been around the Falcons facility, uh, but he was not spotted on the field during the, the practices. So he is still, you know, nursing an injury. He's going to be good for training camp, it sounds, but just keeping, you know, tempered expectations with Kyle Pitts. 
Uh, Matt Collins was the other guy that got praised for his leadership. He's the clear wide receiver, too, for the Falcons. And then Cordero Patterson, entering his 11th season, said he would prefer for his role this season to be more closely to more closely resemble 2021, where he had about nine and a half carries per game, three and a half catches per game uh, than last season. So there's still going to be a role for CPAT. Obviously, Bijan's going to get as many carries as he can handle. You're going to see some carries go for Tyler Algier as well. But it, the offense is pretty much shaping to be Bijan. Handle the Brock as much as you can. You're going to throw to Drake London. You're going to throw to Kyle Pitts. Matt Collins will be there. And then there's going to be some backup running back duties. Um, I got a lot of stuff here on the Ravens for you guys. So a new offensive coordinator, Todd Munkin. It's been clear that Munkin has prioritized playing at a faster pace, getting the backs involved in the passing game and executing the red zone. So I love that. There's been a clear lack of attention to the, uh, to the running backs in the passing game the last few years. So this is a good uh, opportunity for maybe more passing to J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, Justice Hill, and the like. Uh, Nelson Aguilar apparently has been having a really good camp. With Rashad Bateman sidelined and Beckham ramping up slowly, Aguilar took advantage of the reps with Lamar Jackson. He caught several deep passes, and he and Jackson were on the same page on a number of back shoulder throws. So I I, I love to see that. I think that's super important uh, at this point, building that chemistry. Uh, the other clear winner from the Ravens camp was Justice Hill. He was involved heavily in practice, running, catching, and special teams. Dobbins was not participating, and Edwards only did individual drills, so plenty of reps for Justice, who's guaranteed he's guaranteed to be on the team with his special teams background. So uh, I like that for Justice Hill. J.K. Dobbins holding out because of the contract frustrations. I don't know if he's going to be able to get it, but that, that's why he wasn't available. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. was targeted four different times in full team or seven-on-seven -seven work, and none of the throws resulted in completions. And then Rashad Bateman, he received a cortisone shot in his foot as he continues rehab from the Liz Frank injury last year. Hopefully ready for the start of training camp, would be concerned if he's not ready by then. Uh, nothing really to note on Zay Flowers either. It sounds like he had some drops in training camp, but again, he's a rookie. He's going to be fine. Uh, I do think he's probably, if you're going to draft one Ravens receiver, I do like Zay Flowers, probably the best, but it's all, it's, it's Lamar, it's Mark Andrews, it's Justice Hill and maybe, or maybe uh, JK Dobbins and maybe some Gus Edwards in there. Uh, this, the Buffalo Bills, not sure what's going on with Stephon Diggs. He was excused from the first practice after frustrations arose about his role. He was back at practice the following day, but not doing team drills yet. Just, you know, individual receiver drills. Uh, the guy that stood out in camp was Trent Sherfield. He has stepped up and been a favorite target of Josh Allen's. Of Allen's 12 attempts that weren't clear throwaways, he targeted Sherfield four times for three completions. Of the players vying to be the third receiver behind the starters, Diggs and Gabe Davis. Sherfield has stood out the most this spring. That's not to slight Shakir. Uh, that's uh, Khalil Shakir or Deontay Hardy as they've made some good plays this spring, but Sherfield has consistently stood out during open practices. And then uh, one note here on Dawson Knox. He injured his leg on the first day of practice, but he was able to, you know, to walk away. Didn't practice the next day, but it doesn't seem to be serious. So we'll keep an eye on that Dawson Knox's injury. The Bills, again, there's not a lot of running back news uh, in many camps. There's no pads. There's really nothing to, to sort out. But keep an eye on Trent Sherfield. He might be a guy that, you know, maybe he can compete for the third receiver spot. I still like Khalil Shakir. I like Deontay Hardy. Sounds like Sherfield's going to make the team, though, as at least the wide receiver five. Uh, Carolina Panthers, Bryce Young has already won the respect of his veteran teammates. So that's a big deal here. Basically, everything that I read was, was Bryce Young has this humble – attitude and he's doing everything the right way it sounds like all the you got Adam Thielen and some other vets on the team that are really behind Bryce Young he's going to be able to start right away 
And then uh, the note here is someone asked Reich if there are any players who surprised him with their performance this spring. Reich eventually and begrudgingly mentioned two guys, rookie wideout Jonathan Mingo and second-year running back Raheem Blackshear. Uh, Mingo is a big, strong wideout who should be an asset to Young on short crossing routes, while as Blackshear showed off good burst in the return game as a rookie, but he also has good hands and catches the ball in the backfield, which, similar to Mingo, should benefit a rookie quarterback. So nothing too crazy here with the Panthers. Obviously, they have a young quarterback in, in, in Bryce Young. They got some veteran wideouts in Adam Thielen, DJ Chark. You also have Terrace Marshall Jr., who I'm starting to draft a lot in best ball. And then we'll see where Jonathan Mingo fits. As far as the running backs, I mean, Miles Sanders is going to be the guy getting the majority of the touches. But keep an eye on Chuba Hubbard. And then apparently Raheem Blackshear is a guy that uh, could maybe get some touches along the way. Uh, Chicago Bears. Justin Fields to DJ Moore. The rapport has been the best part of the offense this spring. Uh, there's going to be a, a growth opportunity for Justin Fields, uh, and it sounds like he's going to be more accurate, you know, throwing the ball this year. They're going to be a little bit more – they're going to be willing to throw the ball a little bit more, I think, this year, especially with DJ Moore. He's going to lead the team in receptions, targets, yards, probably receiving touchdowns. Uh, I, I think if you wait in your drafts for Justin Fields and DJ Moore, you're going to like what you get. Uh, the other part here is Robert Tunyon. Tunyon has been pretty involved with the first team offense, setting up an expectation for more 12 personnel this season with the two tight ends on the field. Tunyon's not even being drafted in best ball leagues right now, but that could that could change, you know, as we get to training camp and we see more Tunyon news and blurbs. Uh, but Cole Komet right now, I'm not super excited to draft him. I think Robert Tunyon's enough to kind of take away from him. Komet had a lot of touchdowns last year, but overall, this is not a high-volume passing offense. I think it's DJ Moore, and that's about it for me for fantasy. Uh, Claypool, currently dealing with a soft tissue injury. There's also a rumor going around saying that the Bears are unhappy with the, his performance and level of motivation. And then for now, Khalil Herbert is the RB1, but Rashawn Johnson, Deonta Foreman, we're going to figure out that battle when training camp comes around. You got the Cincinnati Bengals here. Uh, Irv Smith, if there can be a takeaway to an otherwise mundane, boring collection of practices this far, it was that Irv Smith moves quite well. You can spot the difference between him and Hurst specifically in running the seam. I'm, I, there's no, I mean, it's pretty obvious. Irv's going to have a little bit more juice than a guy like Hayden Hurst. There's going to be a lot of opportunities for Irv Smith. He's not the greatest blocker, but when, you know, the, the Bengals are going to be slinging the ball left and right, I think Irv's going to be uh, an upgrade as a receiving weapon compared to Hurst. Joe Mixon. This one's interesting. The end game will be whether or not he's willing to realign his 12.8 million cap hit and 10 million in cash to the current state of the running back market. If he's not, the Bengals will probably tap into the veteran backwaters that are currently overflowing with victims of the philosophical shift away from playing, paying the position. Essentially, this is saying Joe Mixon could get cut. And I mean, you got guys like Dalvin Cook. Cook's asking for 10 million, but Dalvin Cook. Leonard Fournette, Kareem Hunt, Ezekiel Elliott. There's a lot of guys out there that could come in for, you know, five, $6 million and, and do what Joe Mixon does. So if, uh, if you're drafting Joe, Joe Mixon right now, I'd be a little bit worried. Uh, unsure on who the RB2 is here, Chase Brown, Shaman Williams, or free agent. I would bet my money that the Bengals are going to sign one of these free agent running backs. And then uh, I have a note here that just says draft Jamar Chase. Uh, the Cleveland Browns. Deshaun Watson was the star. His wide receivers are pretty impressive too. And the Browns closed three weeks of what has essentially a passing game 
uh, a passing camp with impressive showing from the passing game. Donovan Peoples-Jones was everywhere during Tuesday's practice, and Watson kept finding him. Elijah Moore, one of the new guys, was the most targeted player throughout the five open spring practices and caught just about everything thrown his way. You want Elijah Moore on your fantasy teams this season. Uh, the rookie, Cedric Tillman. Tillman is a big target and smooth route runner, and I and though I didn't see enough of him this spring to really say more than that, I thought it was notable that he was at least getting some reps with the number one offense in early June, which is very, very promising. He's going to be the fourth receiver, uh, but I'd love to see him getting reps with the ones. Right now, I don't see either David Bell or Anthony Schwartz making this team. And then for running backs, Chubb is the guy. Uh, Jerome Ford is going to be given every chance to be the guy behind the guy. Demetric Felton is moving back to running back and will be in the summer mix, but we'll see what happens. I believe the Browns know they can find a veteran runner if necessary, but won't be in a hurry to sign one. So pretty status quo from the Browns here. We'll see if they are in the mix for a free agent running back as well. The Dallas Cowboys, Malik Davis. Uh, as of today, Davis is the most likely candidate to back up Pollard and pick up a big chunk of those 248 touches Elliott had last Season They did bring in Deuce Vaughn, but I think everyone might be falling in for the trap that, oh, he's the coaches, you know, the running back coach's son, whatever. I think Malik Davis showed enough last year that he's probably the best number two option on the roster. And I'm not going to rule out the Cowboys signing another veteran free agent running back. But for now, I, I would say Malik Davis is the, the RB2 on the Cowboys. A note here on Simi Fajoko, he was running with the second team offense, but it sounds like the number four and five spots are open. So Tobert and Fihoko are going to be the four and fifth wide receivers. And then the big takeaway that I had here, Jake Ferguson. Ferguson was Dallas's number two tight end last year as a rookie, catching 19 of his 22 targets for 174 yards and two touchdowns. He started eight games last year and could start twice as many in 2023. They they drafted Luke Shoemaker out of Michigan, which I, th I think he's a, a decent tight end. He's a blocking tight end. Ferguson and uh, Peyton Hendershot, are, are the guys that you want catching the ball. So I, I think Ferguson, to me, when I get in the 18th, 19th, 20th round in my best ball drafts, I'm drafting Jake Ferguson right now for the Dallas starting tight end role. Moving on to the Broncos, uh, Russell Wilson, noticeably slimmer, uh, saying that his uh, that he's feeling lean and mean, which could be a good thing for his rushing upside. So I'm starting to buy into the Broncos offense. I think it could be a bargain here at ADP. Tim Patrick was already participating in full team drills during OTAs and mandatory minicamp, leaving him on pace to be ready for the season opener against the Raiders September 10th. It is hard to overstate his presence. His, he is the team's best blocker at the position, a player who can help Peyton and the offense style, uh, offensive staff dial up mismatches when they use him in the slot. So don't sleep on Tim Patrick. They have four quality receivers here. You got Judy, you got Sutton, you got Tim Patrick and the rookie Marvin Mims. I think you're going to see all four of these guys used heavily this year as uh as the Broncos are probably going to rebound this year I think their floor was last year we're going to see them come up a little bit and, and be a better team um Greg Dulcich it's easy to see him being more effective in the second season and Peyton has said that the third round pick could be a joker role in the Broncos offense that would seek to create mismatches for him against various defensive alignments. Uh, you should be drafting, you know, shares of Greg Dulcich in best ball leagues right now. Samaje Piran is a more impactful threat out of the backfield than anything Denver had following the week four injury to Devontae Williams, who continues to be on track for week one return. Samaje is about an eighth or ninth round pick right now. Same as Javante Williams. You want to be drafting Samaje as your RB3, RB4 this year. He's going to get a lot of touches. He's going to be that kind of Mark Ingram, Latavius Murray role that we've seen in the past. Um, Jamison Williams, he's going to miss the first six games of the year. 
if Amon Ross St. Brown go Detroit Lions, my bad. Uh, but if Jamison Williams is missing the first six games of the year, and if anything happens to Amon Ross St. Brown, Lions are in trouble. They only have Josh Reynolds, Marvin Jones, and Khalif Raymond basically guaranteed to make the roster. So thin receiver room. We'll monitor that. Uh, Jameer Gibbs has looked as advertised. Uh, so he's getting plenty of first team reps at running back. Uh, and the Lions are going to basically move him all over the place. Uh, Sam Laporta, the rookie tight end. They're calling him an energizer bunny and the quarterback's best friend on the field. I don't think I saw him drop a pass and he routinely finds ways to get open, uh, you know, with yards after the catch. And then just some notes here on Jamison Williams, uh, the Packers. It sounds like Luke Musgrave was turning heads uh, all mini camp here. He is uh, going to be relied on heavily. It says we saw that already during offseason programs. He's really fast. He's he's going to bust the seams open. Don't want to put too much into rookie tight ends, but it seems like Luke Musgrave is going to get so much opportunity here uh, out of the gate. Uh, let's see. In seven on seven and 11, 11 drills, Musgrave was out of the was, he, was, he was out on the field with the starting offense. And that included Watson, Dobbs, Jane Reed and Aaron Jones. That's going to be the core five for the Packers. This year, the connection between the Packers quarterback Jordan Love and, and Romeo Dobbs has been evident this season as well but we can't forget about Christian Watson either in terms of catches or targets. Watson didn't see as many opportunities as Dobbs during OTAs. Uh, but uh, they're, they're kind of just chalking up that uh, he is a confident player running crisp routes, showing consistent hands, frequently talking with and presumably coaching up his fellow receivers during drills. So that's, you know, pump up Watson, pump up Dobbs. Jaden Reed will be featured in the slot as in three wide receiver sets and probably get some punt return opportunities. The Texans. CJ Stroud did not disappoint with his opportunity through the 2023 second, uh, though the 2023 second overall selection did toss a pick six in the 11 11s. He displayed equally positive ind indicators on his arm talent and poise in the pocket. The three receivers that stood out were Xavier Hutchinson, Tank Dell, and veteran Nico Collins. Each receiver displayed chemistry and consistency with their signal caller and signs that they are ready to take that next step and provide valuable short term contributions to their NFL club. <coughs> Um, and then apparently Nico Collins is the wide receiver one there. He was the guy making plays. Uh, so keep an eye out for Nico Collins. He's going to be the Texans wide receiver one this year. Uh, I'm going to speed things up a little bit here. The Colts, not too much came from the Colts. They had a lot of guys missing. Anthony Richardson's up and down. He's splitting time with Gardner Minshew with, with the first team offense. Jonathan Taylor's not in camp right now. So they gave, um, I guess they gave Jake Funk a lot of first-team offensive reps here. Uh, Taylor should be ready for the start of training camp. And then uh, kind of just talking about the struggles here from Richardson and Gardner Minshew. So not too much from the Colts. We'll take this as a grain of salt and see what happens in training camp. Uh, for the Jaguars, it's all about Tank Bigsby. The Auburn rookie turned heads in the rookie minicamp last month, especially with his hands. His receiving skills hadn't really been his selling point in draft reviews and outlook, so that was a pleasant surprise for those that were in attendance. So Big B is going to push for playing time. He's going to be the backup, and he could take away from Travis Etienne. And then otherwise, like, I mean, Lawrence is great. Kirk is great. There was no Evan Ingram at camp, but Calvin Ridley was a part. Apparently, he didn't miss a beat. He was, you know, off for a year and a half, but he looked like himself. So good news for Calvin Ridley. And then keep an eye on Tank Bigsby here from the Jags. Uh, the Chiefs. Sky Moore, second-year receiver, is one of the biggest winners from the minicamp. Sky was uh, was one of the higher-targeted receivers, Andy Reid said. He had close to the most catches. I think he's taking a good jump. The quarterback trusts him. There's still a ton of room to climb. He's so willing, though. Um, so I, I like I like 
Sky Moore, he's got a decent price right now in the 11th, 12th round of fantasy drafts. We'll keep an eye on him. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, rehabbing from his surgeries to a torn labrum and broken bone in his hand. Jerick McKinnon, rested. And tight end Blake Bell missed some time here, so just some injury notes there. And then apparently, undrafted running back Daneric Prince has been a gem from uh, rookie OTAs and minicamp here. So he's receiving the ball well. He's running the ball well. Just another UDF, UDFA from the Chiefs to keep an eye on. Otherwise, I didn't really see too much from the Chiefs. Not a lot on Rasheed Rice. Uh, it does sound like uh, Richie James is is performing well. Uh, not a ton from the Chiefs. The Raiders, uh, you got Jimmy Garoppolo not practicing. It sounds like he's engaged, though, so that's good to see there. Uh, and then the note is Zamir White could be ready for a larger role. Uh, receiver, Jacoby, receiver Jacoby Myers and tight end Michael Meyer are two of the most notable additions, but both, both missed the entirety of camp for undisclosed reasons. It doesn't mean much for Jacoby, who will be a guaranteed starter alongside Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro, uh, but it leaves Meyer, who's competing with Austin Hooper and OJ Howard for the starting tight end job. Uh, the Chargers... Chargers are having a fun camp. They're going to air the ball out. It sounds like Keenan Allen, Mike Williams are dialed in. There's nothing to worry about Mike Williams' health. And Quentin Johnston uh, has been a, a pretty impressive player from camp so far. Uh, but the biggest one that I want to share with you guys is the tight ends. My big takeaway from spring practices, the Chargers have some real receiving weapons in this group. Parham looked healthy and lively. Gerald Everett is coming off of a career season. And even Stone Smart made some plays. So, Tons of weapons. This might be the best offense the Chargers have had around them. You have Kellen Moore calling plays. I'm buying into the Chargers offense. That's my biggest takeaway from this team. The Rams, no Cooper Cup yet. He did individual drills, but not 11 on 11s. Uh, it sounds like Van Jefferson's, you know, settling in as the number two receiver. Stetson Bennett playing pretty well here and impressing players. Uh, and then the receivers, 2-2 Atwell making plays. You also have guys like Puka Nakua, Lance McCutcheon, and then they did add some veterans in here making plays. So from what it sounded like, the Rams are on track. They did sign uh, Sony Michelle today as a veteran running back backup, but uh, it sounds like the Rams having a healthy offseason and they got a lot of receiving weapons. Uh, the Miami Dolphins. Tyreek Hill, I mean, the rave reviews out of Tyreek Hill are hard to ignore. He's light years ahead of where he was last year. He could go for 2,000 yards was one of the quotes that I saw. Uh, also, Robbie Anderson having a pretty good year, a uh, pretty good offseason right now. Uh, and then let's see. The other one I wanted to notice, Tua Tagovailoa, it sounds like he is taking a, a larger vocal role in being the team leader that they uh, kind of envisioned him being. So I like it. And then Devin A-Chain making a ton of picks as a burner. It sounds like he's going to have a lot of fun splash plays, but we expect the Viking or the, the Dolphins to sign uh, a running back here at some point. The Vikings, not too much here. I will Note, though, uh, the, the backup behind Madison, a lot of people think it's Chandler or McBride, but keep an eye on Kenny Nwongwu. He was the guy getting the first reps, and the pecking order right now is Nwongwu, Chandler, McBride. Uh, that's pretty much all I got there from the Vikings. Keep an eye on Josh Oliver, to the backup running back. The Patriots, what a, it, it's, it's a wonder what a healthy offensive coordinator and system does for a guy, but it sounds like Mac Jones is dealing to Hunter Henry, Mike Jasicki, those were his favorite two targets. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster not practicing with an injury, uh, and the Patriots have plenty of interest in DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, it sounds like John, uh, Tyquan Thornton had some nice plays as well for the Patriots. And then the one thing to note is who is the backup running back? You know, Damian Harris has gone from the Patriots, but it sounds like Ty Montgomery is going to be a receiving threat. It sounds like Pierre Strong and Kevin Harris are going to be more, uh, more involved in the passing game and the running game this year. 
Patriots uh, expect to bounce back in uh, this healthy offseason for them. The Saints, basically, it's Chris Olave. He is the guy you want him around to. Derek Carr having an amazing camp as well. They're just kind of talking about his presence. And the main takeaway that I got from Derek Carr is like, Andy Dalton was fine. He did what the play calls were asked to do, but Derek Carr can do things at the line of scrimmage that Andy Dalton cannot. It sounds like the Saints offense is going to be much improved this offseason here. So, yeah, Nick uh, Nick Underhill declared Olave the MVP of minicamp. Uh, Taysom Hill expects to be more used as a pass catcher. And, of course, he's going to be you know getting some quarterback and some running back plays, but Taysom Hill is a fine uh, dart pick at the end of your drafts. And then uh, Alvin Kamara, we have to worry. We have to worry about his upcoming potential suspension. Jamal Williams and rookie Kendry Miller will be the next guys up. Uh, the New York Giants, we're going to shout out Paris Campbell. He was getting a ton of touches. He was getting lined up in the backfield, catching tons of passes. He was the best receiver in minicamp here. He had 15 catches over minicamp, four more than any other receiver in open practices. It's going to be used kind of like a like a Curtis Samuel role. Uh, Darren Waller is going to be a heavy uh, target in that offense as well. The main note here is Jalen Hyatt, the rookie out of Tennessee. He worked with the third team offense, so I don't expect him to be a heavy part of this offense right away, maybe towards the end of the year, but he's not on my radar right now. Great to see Sterling Shepard practicing after his ACL and his his previous injury before that was uh, the uh, the Achilles. So he's he's looking good. And then Saquon Barkley not uh, not signing his franchise tag yet. The Jets. Good note on Jeremy Ruckert, who was taking advantage of Tyler Conklin and Uzama being out. Uh, draft Garrett Wilson, he was the MVP of the Jets camp. Brees Hall, Randall Cobb, Miko Hardman, Zonovan Knight not practicing. Uh, and then there's a really good article here, 90 player notes here from the OTAs. Uh, essentially, Brees Hall is going to be fine for week one. They might add a running back yet here. Uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, let's see the Eagles. Nothing really from the Eagles. It just sounds like Jalen Hurts is just continuing to impress and take that next step. Uh, they're trying to pump up Quez Watkins, and then I didn't see any notes on the Eagles running backs yet. So training camp will get some more notes. The Steelers, Allen Robinson was the guy that they were pumping up. So he's going to be more used as a slot receiver. Uh, we'll see what he can do here. I'm not buying the news yet. We'll see what happens. But he's going to be the number three receiver for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. And then Jalen Warren is a beast. The second year running backs usually results in a body. Okay. Uh, the way he attacks the hole during drills is something to be seen. He looks bigger, but he says he's not. It doesn't matter because there's no way offensive coordinator Matt Canada can keep him off the field as much as he did last year. Buy Jalen Warren. I'm not buying uh, third, fourth round Najee Harris. You want Jalen Warren on your team this year. Doesn't sound like Darnell Washington's ready. And then Deontay Johnson's not uh, with the team at the moment right now. The 49ers, it's all about Brandon Ayuk. He was the stud. Uh, Trey Lance, not really looking great. Sam Darnold, not looking great either. It sounds like Brock Purdy's on track to play. So from 49ers camp, all I can tell you is draft Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, Debo Samuel. Yes. Draft CMC. I'm drafting a ton of Brock Purdy right now because I don't trust Trey Lance or Sam Darnold. Uh, and then the last guy here, Jordan Mason, he stood out with Elijah Mitchell working through what appears to be a minor injury on a side field. Mason was the de facto number two tailback in the minicamp. That meant a lot of passes went his direction and he looked natural in that role. So he might be the number two, number three running back to keep an eye on there. For the Eagles or for the Seahawks, JSN was as advertised draft him. I know his ADP is kind of all over the board depending on what uh, platform you use, but dude's going to be a baller. He's going to be the starting slot receiver 
more Tyler Lockett outside. Everything's going good for uh, JSN. And then it sounds like DK Metcalf is like really dialed in. You guys can read this on your own time, but Metcalf was Smith's, uh, Geno Smith's favorite target. Buccaneers, I don't have a ton. There's a quarterback controversy still. Don't know if it's Mayfield or Kyle Trask, but otherwise the offense is Rashad White, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. Uh, there's some notes there for you guys. And then with the Titans, there's a large gap between the Tannehill and his backups, Willis and Levis. I don't think we're going to see Willis at all this year. Maybe Will Levis makes a steam for QB2, but I think Tannehill might hold on to this job a little bit longer than people envisioned. Uh, notes on Tajay Spears making plays, being lined up everywhere this year. I think he's going to be a playmaker for them because they don't have a lot of playmakers. They have Traylon Burks and Chig Okonkwo. Both look good, both making plays. So this Titans offense, it's Burks, it's Okonkwo, it's Henry, flashes of Tajay Spears. And then the final note here, Antonio Gibson's going to be a guy here. You're, you're, we're going to see a lot more Gibson this year because J.D. McKissick's gone from that receiving role that he's had the last few years. Gibson's a guy that uh, – we, we, we like his skill set. He's fast. He can make big chunk plays here. You have Eric Bieniemy coming from the Chiefs. There's going to be more receiving work for the running backs this year. Gibson's going to be heavily involved. You're going to see Gibson and Brian Robinson both get a ton of touches this year. Uh, and then otherwise, just keep an eye on uh, on Logan Thomas, the tight end there from the Commanders. Uh, but, man, I'm out of breath. That was a lot of notes. You guys can check out the article for yourself. I'm just going to post it here uh, in the chat room for you guys. You guys can check it out. And uh, – that's it. That's the mini camp news. I'm going to probably add a few more blurbs to it, but uh, that was a lot of information for you guys. I hope you liked the video. I'm going to be getting done with this video. I'm going to be going live here next. We're going to be doing a live underdog draft. So come join us again uh, in just a few minutes, but that's it. That's your mini camp notes. Thank you guys for checking in. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Check out the fancyfellowship.com. Again, all the links in the bio or the, the description will help you out. So that's it. Take it easy. Peace. Mm -hmm.